Hey there, friends, and welcome to the New Testament in a year. I'm Sean Bailey, and excited to get going in Acts chapter 13 on day number 29 together in our journey. So grab your Bible if you can and listen closely if you will as we read the scripture together. So in Acts chapter 12, where we were in our previous episode, we saw the miraculous escape of Peter from prison. The early Christian church faced the persecution from King Herod and King Herod's ultimate attempt to silence the believers failed just spectacularly failed as an angel intervened Peter's freedom just blew away all the believers and this emphasizes the power of prayer and God's amazing sovereignty and his authority and now as we turn the page into chapter 13 we find ourselves right in the middle of the early missionary journeys of Paul and Barnabas these travels with the intent to spread the gospel to new communities. So, as we go into these chapters, let's let's read together. But before we do that, let's discuss a few key points and things we need to look for. We'll see, we're going to see the introduction of Paul and Barnabas. Paul used to be Saul. He was that guy that had that vision on the road to Damascus. That ultimately Jesus appeared right there in front of him and he gave his life to Christ and became a great uh, missionary he will become um, from being a persecutor Paul and Barnabas but notice how different the personalities are within the early church community watch how the Holy Spirit works through different people in different ways using different backgrounds and how God can call ordinary people to do extraordinary things for his kingdom there's going to be a confrontation that we'll see with this false sorcerer Um, we'll see spiritual battles that are faced by believers this is something that we can relate to notice the authority of the Holy Spirit that it will give us for discernment and finding the truth we're also going to see the message in the synagogue Paul's method of sharing the gospel. Watch for that. It's always impressive, and he has an amazing way of being an orator, of sharing God's word with others, and how he connects the Old Testament into his preaching. All right, so those are some things to look for, and let's let's jump into the reading. I'm excited about this one, as I am every other one. I know I use that word often, but I really am. Um, Acts chapter 13, verse 1, and uh, this is longer than the last few. We're going all the way to verse 52. So let's read through this together. Verse 1, here we go. Preparing for the, for the mission field, verse 1 of chapter 13. Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, a close friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. 
Then after they had fasted, prayed, and laid hands on them, they sent them off. So, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia. And from there they sailed to Cyprus. Arriving in Salamis, they proclaimed the word of the God. They proclaimed the word of God in Jewish synagogues. They also had John as their assistant. When they had traveled the whole island as far as Paphos, they came across a sorcerer, a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He was with the proconsul, Sergius Paulus, who was an intelligent man. This man summoned Barnabas and Saul and wanted to hear the word of God. But Elymas the sorcerer, that's the meaning of his name, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul away from the faith. But Saul, also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, stared straight at Elymas, and he said, You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery, you son of the devil, an enemy of all that is right. Won't you ever stop perverting the straight paths of the Lord? Now look, the Lord's hand is against you and you are going to be blind and you will not see the sun for a time. Immediately, a mist of darkness fell on him and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then when he saw what had happened, the proconsul believed because he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. See Paul's sermon in Antioch. Verse 13. Paul and his companions set sail from Paphos and came from Persia of Pamphylia. But John left them and went back to Jerusalem. They continued their journey from Perga and reached Pisidian Antioch. On the Sabbath day, they went into the synagogue and sat down. After the reading of the law and the prophets, the leaders of the synagogue sent word to them, saying, Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, you can speak. So Paul stood up and motioned with his hand and said, Fellow Israelites, and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people Israel chose our ancestors, made the people prosper during their stay in the land of Egypt, and led them out of it with a mighty arm. And for about 40 years he put up with them in the wilderness. And after destroying seven nations in the land of Canaan, he gave them their land as an inheritance. This all took about 450 years. After this, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. After removing him, he raised up David as their king and testified about him. I have found David the son of Jesse, to be a man after my own heart. Who will carry out my will? He goes on, verse 23, with his sermon. He says, From this man's descendants, he, as he promised, God brought to Israel the Savior Jesus. Before his coming to public attention, John had previously proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. Now, as John was completing his mission, he said, what do you think, or Who do you think I am? I am not the one, 
but one is coming after me and I'm not worthy to untie the sandals of his feet. Brothers and sisters, children of Abraham's race, and those among you who fear God, it is to us that the word of this salvation has been sent. Since the residents of Jerusalem and their rulers did not recognize him or the sayings of his prophets that are read every Sabbath, they have fulfilled their words by condemning him. Though they found no grounds for the death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him killed. When they had carried out all that had been written about him, they took him down from the tree and put him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and he appeared for many days to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are here now, his witnesses to the people. And we ourselves proclaim to you the good news of the promise that was made to our ancestors. God has fulfilled this for us, their children, by raising up Jesus, and as it is written in the second Psalm, you are my son, Today I have become your father. As to his raising from the dead, never to return to decay, he has spoken in this way. I will give you the holy and sure promises of David. Therefore he also says in another passage, You will not let your holy one see decay. For David, after serving God's purpose in his own generation, fell asleep was buried with his fathers and decayed, but the one God raised up did not decay. Therefore, let it be known to you, brothers and sisters, that through this man forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed to you. Everyone who believes is justified through him from everything that you could not be justified from through the law of Moses. So beware that what it is said in the prophets does not happen to you. And then he references in Habakkuk, it says, Look, you scoffers, marvel and vanish away, because I am doing a work in your days, a work that you will never believe, even if someone were to explain it to you. All right, verse 42. Now, as he's wrapped his sermon up, here we go. Paul and Barnabas for in Antioch. As they were leaving, the people urged them to speak about these matters the following Sabbath. After the synagogue had been dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who were speaking with them and urging them to continue in the grace of God. The following Sabbath, almost the whole town assembled, the whole town assembled to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and began to contradict what Paul had said insulting him. Paul and Barnabas boldly replied, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first. Since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we are turning to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. And then he references scripture in the Old Testament again from Isaiah here. He says, I have made you a light for the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Well, when the Gentiles heard this, they rejoiced and honored the word of the Lord. And all who had been appointed to eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region. But the Jews incited 
the prominent God-fearing women and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their district. But Paul and Barnabas shook the dust off their feet against them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. That was Acts chapter 13. All 52 verses there and that amazing sermon that we just heard Paul, Paul give. Some things that I'm sure jumped out at you, but I want us to, to unpack of what we just read. In witnessing Paul and Barnabas be, Barnabas be called for this mission, we see them go to these different communities and share the gospel. And it's not always rainbows and butterflies. There is dissension and there is pushback. What we need to know is that in the face of that pushback, we stand strong. We kick the dust off our feet for those that push back against us and our faith and our belief. And we continue to follow his calling. Remember that God has a unique plan. He's got a plan for you, for me, for all believers. And our job, number one, is to trust in his sovereign plan for us. His call for you. And be open to how God might use you for his purposes. Wherever you are in your walk in faith, maybe you know his calling. This should urge you to step further into that. Maybe you are searching for what that calling may be. My encouragement for you is to continue to seek ways that God can use you, the abilities, the experiences, uh, your circle of life where you are. Continue to pray about that and be bold in stepping into that call even when there is fear of persecution and whatever that may look like for you. Be bold in the face of opposition. Just as Paul faced opposition from that sorcerer, we're going to face spiritual battles. There are spiritual battles fighting for our souls. Let this chapter inspire boldness in your faith. Be bold. Know that the Holy Spirit, as we know, will come upon us all. And praise God for that. All believers, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to face the challenges with great confidence because the victory has been won. God's victory will flow through us. Let those fruits continue to show because of our obedience to his calling in our life, even in the face of what persecution may look like. Let not the fear of man hold us back, but the fear of God drive us to fulfill the calling in our life. Do not let anything hold you back from sharing the gospel. You see, Paul's approach speaks to us in his sermon. When he, when he was sharing that message in the synagogue, he presented the gospel in a way that his audience understood very well. Because they were Jewish people that knew the, the Old Testament, and he brought that up in his sermon. He related it to their life, and that's what we 
need to take heed of as well. We can present the gospel in a way that will connect with our audience. Does that mean standing behind a pulpit and giving a sermon? No. Does that mean the life you live and the things you say, all the actions that you choose? Absolutely, because your life is the best sermon you can live and you can give. And so the things you say are just that. How can you present that to those that God has placed you in front of as your audience? The most important thing we can do, though, is to study God's Word, to know what God's Word is and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm so grateful that you're doing that right now with me. Uh, And allow the Holy Spirit to guide you in sharing that good news in ways that truly can connect with those around you. Because He will, and you'll be amazed at that. Share the gospel with relevance. All right. I love this chapter. I'm looking forward to Acts chapter 14 as we continue our journey together. Thanks for joining me today. Acts 14, we're going to continue to see Paul and Barnabas uh, in their missionary journey. They're going to face acceptance and opposition again as the story continues to unfold of the growth of the church. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining me today. May you be blessed. May your family be be blessed. And may you strive to be a blessing to all those around you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we simply read the Word of God and we try to unpack it so we can find application in our lives, knowing that there is nothing more powerful than God's word. You see, scripture is the only source that teaches us who God is and what God wants of us. My encouragement is that the word of God will bless you and ultimately bless your friends and family. I'll encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media or by word of mouth, Join in, let's read the word of God together. And through this, may God be glorified through our reading, listening, application, and understanding of his word together.